1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers are back to domestic winning ways with victory in the Highlands Celtic have hat-trick hero Lee Griffiths to thank for the gap remaining at 13 points and Hamilton were the big winners at the bottom as hearts remain rooted I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Interesting and demanding week for Steven Gerrard I think If Rangers beat Bayer Leverkusen in the Europa League on Thursday night it boosts his reputation outside of Scotland If Rangers lose to Celtic on Sunday It causes more questions to be asked about him Inside Scotland The solution of course is to win both games And look like the smartest boy in the class But if it came down to a choice Which one would the Rangers supporters like to win? Reaching the last state of a European competition Would be fantastic But falling 16 points behind Celtic Would not signify progress at home And this is where we live yeah, absolutely. Good weekend. Uh, old firm picking up maximum points. The Dons getting the home form sorted as well. But the big one for me was St Johnson and Aki's, you know, picking up big three points. Hard secure a point. Uh, but is it going to be enough? And as you say, some midweek fixtures to take care of as well, uh, domestically and in Europe. It's all happening. 01419511025. That's the number you need to get in touch. So don't hang about. Get in touch right now. And give us your take on all of the weekend's biggest talking points It is quite a week we've got lined up as well As Hugh mentions, you've got Rangers in Europe The big game domestically at the end of the week What a classic it's going to be in Paisley on Wednesday When I say classic, it'll be nervy as can be We've got the picture at the bottom dealt with there Then Friday night, it's the battle for third at Fir Park It really is all happening, Hugh Yeah, uh, terrific stuff, terrific entertainment And uh, good matches Saturday and Sunday So, uh Scottish football Alive and well Can't beat it Anyway let's put you two on the spot As we always do On a Monday night Can I start with your result of the weekend please Yeah for me Hamilton won Kilmarnock nil Six points from four days For Brian Rice and the Ackies That is truly punching above your weight And they are determined That this will be another successful fight for survival yeah, I went for the Ackies as well, Gordon. Purely for the point of view, as you says, they've actually picked up eight points out of their previous 12, which is a remarkable turnaround of form, and you have to commend them for that. What about your goal of the weekend? Always interested to see what you come up with on this front. I'm going for Lee Griffiths, the second of his hat-trick, where he transferred the ball from left foot to right foot, played a 1-2 with Odson Edward, and then dinked it over the St Mirren goalkeeper. It for me, announced his re-emergence as a player as good as the guy who went away. Yeah, I'm going for Declan McManus, done a bit of research, a 30-yarder, Gordon, off the inside of the post uh, to make it 3-0 and to continue the pressure on Rafe Rovers at the top of the league. Mm, Falkirk fans will be happy with that one. And last but by no means least, your howler of the weekend. It can be anything, a goalkeeping mistake, an own goal, a refereeing error, a sitter in front of goal, whatever you want. See, the older you get, the more cantankerous you become. Never. <laughs> and, and I think that's what happened to Stephen Whitaker at Pataudry. Uh It was letting everyone down uh, to go off. They call him wits. I take it he was at his wits' end when that happened. Yeah, I'm going for Adam Jackson, uh, Gordon. Mm-hmm. 1 0 up, 
Simple cross into the box He just has to put his foot through it And he slashes it into his own net Giving Aberdeen an advantage After the 10 men that Hugh spoke about Here we go Just a bit of fun to kick us off Now we want to hear from you 0141 Let's work our way backwards Let's start in the Highlands yesterday And assess Rangers 1-0 victory Up there against Ross County So Rangers fans How does that win set you up For the big week ahead Was it all about getting back to winning ways or are there still concerns there About the level of performance You tell us 01419511025 Let's hear from you right now Stephen Gerrard says it was a big win But doesn't think they were fantastic He says the result though Gives them something to build on Well I'm pleased for the boys uh, Obviously it's a big win and, and three points And it's something for us to build on I don't think we were fantastic From start to finish We can certainly find higher levels And we've certainly looked better During the season But We've come up here to do a job. We've had a difficult week. It was about getting the three points in any way, shape or form. So credit to the players for delivering that. We started the game very well. We were the team that were controlling all the game and forcing the issue and trying to create. So I had confidence that we would get a, a breakthrough eventually. It come v- via a little bit of luck, but you make your own luck. I think over the course of the 90 minutes, we've deserved the three points to start getting yourself back where you want to get to. You've got to start the building process again and reset yourself. And, and today's performance and winning clean sheet gives us Sutton it wasn't perfect today but it gives us something to move forward you know I think we've been really open probably too open at times as a group that it's been tough and um, we needed this today we needed the the only medicine for uh, a bad period of the games or a poor run of form is, is, is winning and keeping clean sheets so today's a start I think the one thing he missed there was to say thank you to Alan McGregor uh, I thought one or two of his saves were terrific and had he not been able to keep the ball out of the net and Rangers had not got all three points We'd be having asbestos covers over these microphones tonight Because having lost to Hearts in the Cup And Hamilton in the league Rangers could not afford to come back from Dingwall With anything other than the three points And no, it was not pretty to look at But yes, it was effective Yeah, I think the three points were uh, crucial On the back of the week that they had to you You're absolutely right I think Alan McGregor proved his worth again He is... Been crucial since he came back and made big saves at the right time. Uh, it would have been concerning at that point because I think Ross County were the team in the ascendancy. Mm. And uh, you have to say, you know, it was a wee bit of a break by Ryan Kent, but you take anything that's going because the three points that were all that mattered. Stephen Gerrard's just looking for any crumb uh, to take and to build on, and uh, he will do that with that 1 0 win up there. Okay, 01419511025. Let's find out what you made of it, David. Is a Rangers fan from Blackburn. David, just kick us off with your thoughts on yesterday. Good win. No, I think uh, it was great to get the three points, but again, another really disappointing performance. I know what Stevie J is saying about um, just getting over the line and getting the points in, but come on, Glasgow Rangers up at Ross County. We should be we should be really comfortable in that game. And the initial point I phoned up about was last week's comments or um, in the, the programme for Tav about um, being underdogs and, and Ken was saying it as well about the press oh. David's broken up but I think we can probably try and, and get him back the line's just gone a bit there we, we I, got I, a... I think to go back to what David initially said there that Rangers should be doing better at Dingwall well yes when things are going well but things haven't been going well domestically speaking Hearts in the Cup was a real setback for Stephen Gerrard uh, Hamilton in the, the league at Ibrox was an embarrassment And if he had not won the game at Ross County And had stayed 16 points behind Celtic With Celtic next up at Ibrox Then I repeat 
we would have been having a combative night here on the phones, but you can only come away with the three points. It was not pretty, but at least it got the job done. I suppose, Alex, there are times within a season where you're allowed to sort of reassess your expectations. Yeah. David's spot on All things been equal You're looking for Rangers To go there And be more convincing yeah. Than that But in the back of the week They've had In the back of the The, the couple of months They've had yeah. Really domestically Since they came back From Dubai It's difficult to see Too far beyond The, the points total At the end of the match Yeah without doubt I think most people uh, Rangers minded people Will look at that And go It's not good enough In terms of The actual performance And and, and you can Differentiate the two You say Listen it's three points because of the form You'll take anything at the moment Because you obviously lost to Hamilton And some of the other games In which they've lost However You know If you're taking some crumb Going into these big games Because Leverkusen on Thursday Is a different level altogether mm. They've got some top top players And then you're taking on Celtic Who are ramping it uh, In Sunday So Listen I know one thing If we had been speaking As Hugh says here About Rangers dropping more points mm. It would have been an absolute disaster We have to confine ourselves to the domestic scene at the moment And Steven Gerrard is obliged If he can't win a trophy Then he's at least obliged To cut the gap between Rangers and Celtic Now last season Celtic won the league by 9 points They are currently 13 in front of Rangers And going to Ibrox on Sunday Now if Celtic were to win on Sunday 16 points in front And I fully understand We're speaking hypothetically at the moment But if Celtic were to win it And they went 16 points ahead the Rangers fans will be struggling to see where the progress is coming at home. David, I think we've got you back. We lost you somewhere in amongst the comments about you know Rangers being underdogs and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm just, um, I just I agree with the points um, the guys are making, but for me, I, I feel slightly cheated. I've, the European games have been brilliant to watch, and it's great. And then we, the domestic, you disrespect to Hamilton and, and Ross County, and we're talking about playing Leverkusen next week. And say we do raise our game and have a really good performance and win. I, I would then feel even more cheated because why can we not do that against Ross County and Hamilton? It's almost like they're, um, they're, no turn, they're only turning up for the games that are the showcase ones or the ones that get them noticed. It's, I, I, as a fan, I feel um, let down. I think that's a dilemma that, that the Rangers players will be labelled. David, you're absolutely right because if they manage to get a result... And, when you look at some of the results, Porto, uh, Feyenoord, you know, some of the teams in which you have played against Rangers and they've actually done brilliant and they've raised it and played at a level. In the Celtic games. Uh, the even, Celtic, even the, the cup Celtic final games as well. Lost. And, and the issue they have is, Gordon, it's obviously a big week, big week uh, because obviously we said Leverkusen and then you have the old firm game to negotiate. If Rangers do, and again, take Hugh's point on, it's all hypothetical at this early stage, if they manage to get a couple of really positive results, guys like David, the Rangers fans will be going, wait a minute here, you're playing against... Two top quality teams mm -hmm. Yet you can't beat The teams with the greatest respect Who don't have that level of player mm -hmm. And you're thinking to yourself well, So what is it then Is it mentality yeah, but What's well, this boiled well, down well, to? well that's the thing David references the comments Made by guys like Ryan Kent James Tavernier As much as Rangers fans Don't want to hear them They don't think they should be said They don't think they should be published But, but what if it What if it's true What if there's truth in it What if Rangers For whatever reason are better suited to being the underdogs. It's not going to carry you very far domestically because yeah. your favourites in nearly every game. Yeah, if you're if you're chasing titles, if you're chasing silverware, and you are the underdogs, and you have that mindset, you will not win anything, Gordon. That's my experience because yeah. you you have to go there believing 
that you're the best. The if other, you don't believe it, you yeah. you'll never achieve it. The other problem with having said what they have said, in the case of Kent and Tavernier, is that if you then, again hypothetically, if you then fail to beat Bayer Leverkusen at Ibrox and Celtic, then you are encouraging people to say, I thought you said hmm. you did better when you were underdogs. David and Blackburn, thank you very much for opening the show tonight. Hopefully speak to you soon, David. Let's hear more from Stephen Gerrard. He was happy to see Ryan Kent stand up to the challenge. He was set at half-time. The Rangers boss wanted to see his forward players offering more in the second half. As a defensive unit, it was, it was better today. We only really give one uh, chance away. Uh, ideally, you want none, but... Uh, giving one away is a good start. The clean sheets are positive. I like the midfield. They played with control. I thought Davis and Aribo were big for us again. Glenn Kamara's playing his way back into form. He was slightly better. Uh, I needed more from the front three at half-time. So I challenged them at half-time for a bit more. We could see that there was a, an opportunity to set a 1v1 up on the right-hand side. So we wanted Giannis off and more of a 1v1 player down the right. And we knew Flo would give us energy, which he did. And uh, JJ's contribution was positive as well. So Ryan will get the winner. That's good for him. Uh, and I'm pleased that he took the challenge on at half-time because um, some players feel sorry for themselves, some people stand up and take the challenge on the shoulders, and he did. There's two ways when you get criticism. There's shrink and go on your shell, hibernate and hide from it, or you, you, you put your shoulders back, you take it on the chin, you look at the constructive criticism, there's always elements of it that are right, and um, you, you, know, you, you push on and you stand up for your teammates, and Ryan's done that today, so I'm pleased for him. Mark is a Rangers fan on the line. What have you got for us tonight, Mark? Well, it's just a couple of points about to ask Alex. I go to Ibrox every second Saturday or whenever the home game is, and I'm not happy with the performance. It's about Alfredo Morelos' attitude. Obviously, Rangers knocked 10 million back for Leicester. They were holding it for 20 in the January window. And I'm wondering if that's any of the Davies' attitude. Like, he was obviously like to go to the Premiership and Rangers win the sale. Well, I wouldn't take Matt, that as, as fact, um, certainly at this stage, Alex, but what would you... In terms Alfred, of where yeah, do you assess at the his form at the moment? Well, I think it's plain for everyone to see. Uh, he is struggling. He is struggling to make an impact to the games. I always say this, Gordon. He always gets opportunities, always. And unfortunately for him and Rangers at the moment, he has no capitalised on it. So I don't know if that's a mindset. Whereas he's feeling as if the world's on his shoulders because he's come back from the winter break and he hasn't really got anywhere near the level. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, Defoe has been injured within that period. Normally you get someone pushing you So there's not really anybody else to actually play up front as such So uh, you could maybe play Canberry through there But I'm not exactly mm. sure You know, he comes off the left-hand side So I think uh, most people concerned with Rangers Are be really disappointed the second part of the season Because I, I can't even recall a game where you've went eyes back to his best Yeah, that would be the concern for Rangers fans Who Alex mentions that he still gets opportunities Which he does, but... Yeah. Still, it's not just about the goals, is it? The overall performance level, the overall ways he's going about games is miles away from what we saw in the first half of the season. Yeah, there was one chance that cropped up yesterday with a header, and it, it, it was the weakest of attempts at goal. And uh, he had that look about him, weight of the world in his shoulders, uh, that sullen expression. Um, he hasn't scored a goal in the league in 2020. For someone that Rangers are looking to cash in on That's not exactly uh, advertising your wares So perhaps Leverkusen midweek Perhaps if he could get a goal there it would change everything uh, But at the moment he is a shadow of the player Who was there in the first half of the Re- season Regardless of the cash in thing from a Rangers perspective For me 
I think he, you know he'll be more inclined to try and get some sort of form back in because the longer this goes on, Gordon, that was it nine games or so without. He's uh, got the one. He got the one against Hamilton, yes, was it? In uh, yeah, the in the cup. Yeah. So you're looking at that and you're thinking it's nowhere near enough. Mm. Now, and I said uh, prior to the show and next door, you you wouldn't uh, rule him out pulling out a performance against Leverkusen because you know it might just be the spark that actually gets him going How are you feeling about the week ahead Mark some huge football still to be played Well I think uh, I think Rangers will raise to the occasion because half the teams are away in the summer and I think that they're also just throwing the towel in and I think Steve Tafis and Goldson's getting unfair criticism of the supporters I think Goldson's one of my best defenders I know he makes mistakes but He's had different guys playing beside him, same as Dave Davis. We've never had a settled team. Are you getting unfair criticism, Alex? I mean, <laughs> not recently, Gordon. Not no recently. I think when you take into consideration the the one at Kamarnock uh, when he scored late on, he, he turned the wrong way, and Brophy get in from that. He also made the mistake at uh, at home last week against Hamilton. So, if you're a centre half, Gordon, and you're making the fundamental basic mistakes, then. You're you're guaranteed to get criticism as as Katic when he made a mistake, as Edmiston when he made a mistake. Tavernier's had uh, a couple as well. So, listen, it's fair game when you're making the, that level of mistake. I would hazard a guess that a lot of Rangers supporters are looking at Leverkusen in an apprehensive kind of way. However, I said to Alec earlier on today, they were very apprehensive when Braga were two up at Ibrox, right. and uh, over the course of the next two hours of football. The whole tie changed completely. So I think Rangers have a heck of a jump to make from Dingwall to Leverkusen. And at the moment, they do not look anything like themselves. But Steven Gerrard's time as Rangers manager has been characterised by doing well, punching above their weight in Europe. Good man, Mark. Thank you very much for your time. Neil Lennon. Is about to give us his thoughts Lee Griffiths very much at the forefront As you can imagine A hat-trick for him At the weekend Celtic fans How did you rate his performance? Let us know And we'll hear from Neil Lennon next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here Alex Ray is alongside him And they are doing their best To go over as many of the talking points From a big weekend as possible We need your help though So give us a call Or indeed tweet at Clyde SSB uh, We have had lots of tweets in As always let's just pick a couple John is on He says Rangers have a massive inconsistency dilemma With form The league is gone But I think results versus Celtic In the remaining two old firm games Could go away to getting fans back on side For season ticket renewals I think we can get by Leverkusen Says John And Bob McCallum's on He says Hugh conveniently forgets Rangers game in hand With his hypothesis Beat Celtic And St Johnson Will be 7 points behind Regardless of points Or trophies Gers fans know And he puts that bit in Capital letters Just for extra emphasis yeah. uh, That we've improved We can see it with our own eyes Despite hacks Claiming otherwise Ah well Only form bad The hacks Just look at the league table And the hacks See a 13 point Deficit ah, But he said regardless of points well, Bob, you, you, Bob saw that coming No the, A league table can't be Regardless of points The league table is Only Only About points Well the points gap Was actually 16 for a while Because Celtic won 5-0 On Saturday Before Rangers responded Neil Lennon believes The win against St Mirren Was emphatic Delighted with the quality Of the goals And thinks they could have Scored more than 5 Delighted Emphatic win Clean sheet Off the back of you know, a hard game on Wednesday. 
Uh, could have been a tricky one, but we dealt with it very well and um, delighted for Lee. Looked more like his old self. I think the third goal sums Ashley Griffiths, you know, quick turn, no back left, smashed in the corner. And we've not seen that for a while from him, so um, enjoyed the second goal as well. It was brilliantly worked, and I think the first goal gave him a lot of confidence, so he can be really happy with his day's work. I was obviously pleased for Hudson as well to get another one. You know, so we could have had a few more. We played well. There was good work ethic about us on and off the ball. And, um, you know, I couldn't ask any more of the players today. Let's speak to John, who's a Celtic fan on the line. What did you make of Lee Griffith's contribution, John? Uh, evening, Hugh, Alec and Gordon. Hello. Good to see you, Alec, and a bit better spirits this week, mate. Know what I mean? Every week, son. I'm always happy. Happy with uh, life. I know, mate. I know, mate. Anyway, no, I thought it was brilliant again at the weekend there And as I say, Gordon, I've been on here along with you And I've championed for him to get back into the team And I think it's, a, I think it's great for Celtic for the say, but a new signing Plus, I think it's time, it's good for Scotland as well He's it's, it's, just coming to form at the right time is, You know what I mean? For, uh, for these, up, these two games coming up, you know what I mean? I think it's brilliant for Scotland as well I mean? Well, Neil Lennon came in for a bit of criticism For changing things Playing El Yanusi up front against uh, Livingston That didn't work uh, I think people, the Celtic supporters in the main Are hoping that Edward and Griffiths Are the partnership up front at Ibrooks on Sunday Um I think Neil Lennon would be advised to go that way But I don't pick the team Much to the great delight of the Celtic support uh, and Imagine though, imagine yeah. if you did <laughs> uh, But I, I think Lee Griffiths has merited his place at Ibrooks on Sunday Beside Odson Edward I think Celtic, let's be honest Celtic are in a race against time here They want to get this league sewn up Before... There is any possibility that we may have to start playing games behind closed doors and Celtic would like to win the league in front of their fans. So uh, I think they should play both at Ibrooks on Sunday to see if they can go 16 points clear. The spread of goals would have pleased Celtic fans, yeah. Neil Lennon, Alex. You know, you've got the first one's a bit more of a sort of striker's goal, poacher's goal. Second yeah. one that Hugh gave his goal of the week to was almost Odson Edward esque with the yes. you know intricate footwork and then the dink and then the third one is just trademark Lee Griffiths. Absolutely, isn't it? yeah. But listen, it was a kinda array of different goals from Lee. He listen, he always w- willing to take a pot shot from distance. Uh I like the second one as well, Gordon, a little give and go and a little kinda lift over the keeper. It was really impressive. And I think John's absolutely right in terms of where Celtic are at the moment. You've got Lee Griffiths coming back, you've got Bayo, Kamala, and you've got Edward absolutely flying. So offensively, they are really strong. I think the big question will be, and John may come back, is what shape they will go at the weekend. They went back to a back four against Copenhagen, and obviously it didn't quite work in the end. However, you know, the flexibility, I've often said, the flexibility of the 4 2 3 1 or the kind of 3 4 3 or whatever, mm. they've got so much flexibility within their ranks. There are only a certain number of fixtures, John, where I would ask you for your thoughts on the team six days in advance. But I think this one just about falls into that category. I take it you and your fellow Celtic fans are desperate for Lee Griffiths to stay in the team for that one? Oh, definitely. Gordon's the same. We man's got some record, but you know what I mean? Ibrox. And uh, obviously, I think Neil's made a few mistakes this year. I've. Not playing the two up front against Copenhagen, you know what I mean? I think he'll admit that himself. But I think I got another good thing with Saturday as well, Hugh uh, and, uh, and Alec, and that was El Hamed coming back. Uh, he looked, I mean, he's, he, he was brilliant at the start of the season, you know what I mean? 
And uh, he done well. He's got, uh, Gordon Dale uh, commenting Saturday, you mm. I mean? He's running to get the penalty. I think it's good for him coming back too. They seem to be now getting a lot of the players back now, you know what I mean? So it's, it's looking good, you know what I mean? But as I say, I think they must go with the two up front. I mean, because obviously Rangers have not been good at the back recently, you know what I mean? And uh, But see, Alec, can I put this to, to you right, mate? Is this, is this true, apparently, this Barisic has, has been valued at £22 million, or am I, am I thinking the uh, I, I, I read I read uh, something along the lines of that in one of the newspaper things earlier today. I, I don't know where that kind of valuations came from because um, you know obviously he's having a better season than he did last year. He's obviously a Croatian international, so you know I think his valuation will most certainly get up, but up by twenty million. I'm not too sure. <laughs> Thank you very much to John in Coatbridge. Let's hear more from Neil Lennon, who thinks there's still more to come from Lee Griffiths after that hat trick. He likes the timing of the goals, especially with those Euro 2020 playoffs just around the corner. Getting there, I think uh, there's more to come from him. I think he'd tell you that himself as well. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely good signs. There's more to come from him, isn't there? No question about that. Yeah, he can get um, fitter, stronger, more endurance into his game. Um, if he wants to play longer in his career and you know, at this high level consistently. Uh, but I'm so pleased for him, you know, because he's come a long way. And, um, you know, I think that hat trick today will mean a lot to him personally. He was talking about the chances of a Scotland call up, perhaps, this morning. Um, I think he's, I think his timing's pretty good, you know. So, like, if you need a goal and you've got a player there, you know, why not? Why not? He's answered all his critics. You know, people were saying, you know, he's, he's finished here. And that was never the case when we worked with him. My backroom team, you know, my fitness coaches worked, you know, tirelessly with him, and we were patient. So he was a club a lot. With performances like that, he's starting to repair. I can only offer you a personal perspective, not a managerial perspective. So I'll speak for me and not Neil Lennon. But one of the most pleasing things for the Celtic supporters since the winter break ended has been the formation of the partnership Odson Edward Lee Griffiths. It's been productive. It has helped get to this stage where Celtic's goal difference is now plus 70, the best in Europe. If you want to go and assert yourselves, uh, nine in a row, going for the quadruple treble, wouldn't you go to Ibrooks with Edward and Griffiths and see if you can really hammer home the point? Hugh's right. It's been one of the headlines from Celtic Alex since the winter break, but perhaps the first time where... Lee Griffiths has outshone Odson Edward If that makes sense And listen That's no slight whatsoever On Odson Edward Who scores one And sets up another But Do you know what I mean So far The, the partnership has been productive yeah. With Edward The star man within that If you like This weekend It was Lee Griffiths' turn To get the three goals And, and take all the adulation Yeah and absolutely right as well Gordon It's been a long shift for him You know he's had a A, a troubled time And uh I don't think Edward or anyone, I think you listen to Neil Lennon, the backroom staff in which he talks about there, they are all delighted for him to go back on, you know, to get a hat trick. It was four years yeah. since, he, since he last achieved that. And when you're a footballer, Gordon, you know, you always, Edward is clearly the main man. You're quite happy to pass on that, but other people take the headlights, uh, the, the headlines rather. And when you can assess all that, as long as you're winning, players are absolutely delighted. Let's speak to Bill, who is a Celtic fan from Jordan Hill. What's in your mind tonight, Bill? Hi there. Um, I was absolutely delighted to see El Hamed playing on Saturday, even though it was only a 15 minutes or so. I think he's been a huge miss to the Celtic team all season. 
had he been playing regularly in the team, I doubt very much whether we would have been out of Europe and possibly been even further ahead in the league. Well, who knows would be the, the obvious answer, Hugh. But I think Bill does speak on behalf of most Celtic fans, mm. well, almost all I would suggest, who are delighted to see him back because they really liked the look of him before yeah. he got injured. And I believe Saturday's return was four months to the day yeah. since he last played. So, yeah, sometimes players become better when they're not in the team. Of course. And we'll, we'll never know if he could have kept Celtic in Europe or stretched the lead at the top. But it's pretty obvious it's a, it's a good thing for Neil Lennon to have him back. I think it's unfair on those who did play. Uh, to say that if this player had been in It wouldn't have happened uh, However I listened to Gordon Dale on Saturday At uh, Celtic Park And he said that uh, Ilhamed received Quite a special ovation coming on uh, So the Celtic supporters Clearly like what they see uh, And You know we've, we've touched on it before That there can be a mistake in Julian There can be a mistake in Ayer There can be a mistake in Simonovic And I have no doubt Because he's not a robot, he's a human being There'll be a mistake in El Hamed as well But uh, he did play well And I just wonder if that 15 minute cameo role Has put an idea in Neil Lennon's mind I think the initial blow from El Hamed's injury Alex Was softened by the emergence of Jeremy yep. Frimpong Because it was, I think it was around that time Where he came in and he was flying yeah. And all of a sudden you weren't noticing yeah. El Hamed so much But I think given his maybe a bit more experience Different physical Stature as well yeah. I think most people Expect him to be A, a more resolute Defensive option Than, than say Frimpong would be Well I think you actually Look at both ways As well Gordon Because when you look at him At the weekend He's made up some distance To try and get that To get that penalty So I think he has A bit of both I think as you rightly says He's I think you have to go back Four months 7th of November Against Lazio When they did that Unbelievable win over in Rome And you You factor that in But I think if you ask Most Celtic fans They'd be absolutely delighted With Frimpong's it kind of kind of coming into the fold as well, doing so well because it fast tracks him, Gordon. You know, El Hamid comes in at the business end of the season, and I think he will probably stay there between now and the summer. Bill, because when he, you know when he signed, Bill, we were told he he was a right back, but he could play centre back. He's a bit of both. Does that make him perfect for this back three that Celtic are playing at the moment? Yes, I think when he did play uh, and played at Highbrook, I think you could see the Celtic defence was much much stronger having him there. Um, however, I do feel that in the the summertime, I think we should look at strengthening the defence. I think we should look at somebody like the chap uh, who played against us for Copenhagen, Nelson. I would even go as far as to say that the centre-half who plays for Livingston, Guthrie, wouldn't be out of place at Celtic Park if he can keep the door closed at the back. Bill, is it too early to think about... Elhamed for Sunday I know you're happy to see him back But you know 15 minutes in 4 months Is that enough to put him into the, the thinking? No doubt about it yep. No doubt about it He's a class act Alright that was Bill and Jordan Hill Thank you very much for your time tonight It's 01419511025 on the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter And this is the perfect time for you to get in touch Because we're going to get some travel news with Stephen Mill And then we could be speaking to you next 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens here with me, Gordon Duncan. Or sh- I was just thinking, should that be Hugh Corleone? Uh, grazie. Should we be changing his name? Have you heard this, Alex? <laughs> I'm surprised he's still here. No, I He's hit the big time this week. What? He thinks he's got an acting career oh In the offing <laughs> And he's considering leaving, leaving us behind See if there's a few quid in it You can guarantee it 
listen to this. You found paradise in America, had a good trade, made a good living. The police protected you, and you didn't need a friend of me. But uh, now you come to me and you say, Don Corleone, give me justice. But you don't ask with respect. Instead, you come into my house on the day uh, my daughter is to be married. <laughs> I really don't know what to add. I thought that was Marlon uh, Brando. To that. Well, I mean, you never find Marlon and me in the same room. Have you ever thought about that? I've gone from shaking keepings to Don Corleone. Where is my BAFTA award? There is a reason. He doesn't just do it for fun. It's actually on Bowie at breakfast. George and Cassie have been giving away tickets to see the script and as part oh, of the competition they've got the Clyde One Super Scoreboard pundits to record a famous script see what they did there yes. uh, from a film and clearly Hughes does not disappoint and I believe if you tune in tomorrow morning <laughs> you hear yourself Alex Ray giving it and not, not not that film a different film you're not allowed to tell us which one sure. but I believe you appear tomorrow morning yes anything for a small fee you see when the, when the Oscars are presented and the person goes and the winner is you and I will be sitting there saying, it's me, it's me. <laughs> I've heard that getting played in the office multiple times today, so I think you've got quite the fan club. Um, don't give up the day job or the evening job would no. probably be important as well. Matthew is a Celtic fan from Motherwell. How are you tonight, Matthew? Hi there, guys. How are you doing? No pressure, Good, Matthew. Matthew, having to follow on from that godfather <laughs> impersonation from Hugh Keevans. Don't let the pressure get to you. <laughs> well, no, I'm just I'm here to talk about actually James Forrest um, and the build up to the game this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, don't get me wrong, James Forrest, especially over the last few seasons, he's he's scored a lot of goals, got a lot of assists. Um, these have came mainly against teams below Rangers. Uh, in the games against Rangers specifically, I just feel that uh, he doesn't bring enough to those games. I think he tends to kind of disappear, especially the last two games. I mean, he was practically invincible uh, for those two games, invisible. Sorry, but. Um, but yeah, just looking up his stats for those games, right? He's got in twenty-three games against Rangers, he's got two goals and five assists in twenty-three games. So for me, those stats alone show as an attacking player. You know, what I mean, I don't think those are quite mm. good enough for for one of your players going into those games um, for what they bring to the table. And uh, it frustrates me because he's definitely going to be starting on Sunday, and that'll now be the fourth game. Uh, against him this season In the previous three games He's played against him this season He's, he's scored none And he's assisting none Matthew can I ask you a question Just before you go With yeah. the rest of these stats mate uh, How many wins Has he got in uh, his 20 or Whatever it is games But see, but see the thing is like The wins I, Okay he's part of a winning team But at the end of the day Other players You know guys like Edward For example Dembele Those are the ones Who step up in those. You, can, you can still win games of football With, with passengers in your team You can still do that mm. And would for you, me would, Is it really fair Really fair to describe James Forrest as a passenger? And against against Rangers, I would I'd say that's fair. I well, two goals and two goals in twenty three games. I mean, is that a good score? Is that a good stats for an attack? I player? would I would certainly respect the the research, Matthew, that that you put in. I just wonder though about using the last two games as a particular stick to beat him with, because was he not part of largely dysfunctional Celtic teams in in those two games? If you were to go through the number of players that didn't get pass marks in. In the games that you're talking about I think there would be more than James Forrest involved Would there not? No, 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 no Guys like Christopher Iyer as well In my opinion He's He's been quite uh, ropey In the games against Rangers too He's not the only one there's, there's no question about that But the problem is James Forrest keeps starting In these games So You know In the same way Remember Andy Stokes Under under Neil Lennon in the past Whenever it came to the games Against Rangers Andy Stokes was dropped By Neil Lennon 
he'd get your goals against, you know, Kamarnock, Motherwell, Hibs, etc. But when they came to games against mm-hmm. Rangers, Anthony Stokes tended to, to miss out because he would he'd play Gary Hooper and, and, and George Samaras up front instead because he just felt Stokes sort of went missing in those games. And for me, that's the exact same thing right now with uh, with James Forrest, doesn't he? doesn't turn up enough. He's never scored at Ibrox, never scored at Hamden against Rangers. He's got two goals against them, like I said. And five assists, five assists in 23 games for a winger, as I said, against Rangers. I don't think that's anywhere near enough for a guy who's basically a guaranteed no, starter every week. I'm not saying he's a special case in Neil Lennon's eyes, but I think I can guarantee you, Matthew, that James Forrest will play in Sydney. Yeah, Matthew said as much, to be fair. Matthew, that was Matthew's yeah. sort of opening statement. I think it was about this time last year when he got the winner, Alex, in the game at Celtic Park, the 2-1 game. Yeah, it yeah, was a, and Rangers. Yeah, I remember Morelos had been yeah. sent off. But he got the winner. That would be one of the the two, two goals. Yeah. And plus, that's just plus Matthew's it, opinion. That yeah, there's, there's no there's no right or wrong. If you were Neil Lennon, would, would you start him? Yeah, without Sunday? doubt. I think he's one of the you know when you're picking your teams. I think James Forrest constantly comes in there. I think was he got something like 17 goals already this season. Hugh, 22 mm. goals last year. He's been integral to the what is it the treble treble so far, and then obviously adding to the cup this year as well. So. He has a mainstay in there I would be absolutely astonished If he didn't make the cut uh, come Sunday Matthew, I suppose to, to not have him in though You have to put a, a positive case for someone else Who are you starting in front of him if it's not him? Well I think it will be 3-5-2 the weekend After Griffiths getting the hat trick And Edward obviously They're looking up really well I, I think it'd be I think it'd be incredible if, if Griffiths didn't play that game after the hat trick So I can see it being 3-5-2 And in that formation James Forrest as a right wing back It doesn't work he doesn't have the defensive attributes to play the right wing back role, the uh, right wing back role that you need. Um, so for me, again, that's kind of uh, just kind of you know just show on them in any way you can to get them in those games. Uh, right, wing, right wing back for me, I would play uh, Lad Frimpong. I think he's getting more, you know, he's a lot faster. He's uh, and you've seen him in the last thirty minutes against Livingston the other night when he came on. You know, he, he brought something to the game that Forrest wasn't bringing the first. But Matthew, first you're talking, you're talking about your perceived. Notion that uh, James Forrest can't do the defensive shift. You absolutely sure that Frimpong can? Well, I've seen James Forrest and a lot of those. I played in that position a lot this season, and for me, his defensive attributes, you know, they're nowhere near good enough. Wow. But Frimpong, well, Frimpong was was doing really well at the start of the season. I know that he got red carded against against Rangers at Hampden, but uh, for me, he'd bring a lot more to the table in the right wing. Right wing back slot, uh, slot than uh, James Forrest. Is this maybe why Alex and we are second guessing? I'd, I'll just admit that from the off. Is this maybe why Neil Lennon is not as sold on the three five two as as some Celtic fans are? Because it's it's not James Forrest can do it. Clearly, Absolutely. he's shown that. But he's not got the perfect style to, to play that that wing back role. And then even on the other side, Greg Taylor seems. And I hope I'm not being unfair. Based on what what I hear from the Celtic fans on the lines, seems to be more comfortable as part of a back four rather yeah. than that as well. So I get why there's the hype because it's Griffiths and Edward. Yeah. They get the headlines. Celtic are scoring a lot of goals, but actually, is it the the wide options within the team which is making Neil Lennon not quite as sure about it as some Celtic yeah, fans would want him to be? Possibly questioning Gordon. Hence the reason why he did it against Copenhagen. So. I'd be interested to see whether he goes with it this weekend because it'd be quite easy for him to go back to the back four. El Hamid would possibly come in at right back here. You've got your two mainstays at centre back. And then you've got Taylor who is an out and out left. But then you then have to alter that in terms of your offensive options with Griffiths and Ed, well, Edward will most certainly start. So 
be interesting to see what he goes for because obviously you know I'm listening to Matthew there he is not sold in the idea that James Forrest can do the def- defensive side particularly against Rangers is that perhaps the, is that the sticking point Matthew do you think I don't know if you can call it a sticking point but is that maybe why Neil Lennon isn't quite as, as nailed on with the three five two as some Celtic fans are well, I agree. I don't think Greg Taylor suits the 3-5-2 either. I think too many times he, he kind of struggles to beat a man at times and uh, he gets caught at a position quite a lot as well um, from, from that area, in my opinion. Actually, out of the three, yes. I would actually go with Johnny, I would actually yeah. go with Johnny Hayes. I definitely go with Johnny Hayes at left, left wing back. I think he's, he brings a lot more you know, kind of power and pace to that area. He's very energetic. He's up and down uh, the wing quite a lot more than, than Greg Taylor, for example. For me, Johnny Hayes would, would be my left wing back. But a right wing back, as I said, I would I would have Frimpong. I wouldn't have uh, James Forrest there. I just feel I think I don't know whether it's a, a mental thing or whatever, but it just doesn't turn up in these games enough. I think I think that's actually quite, quite been obvious for for seasons now. I think when you look at the stats, as I say, and when you also look at his individual performances in those games, he just doesn't turn up enough. You know what I mean? In those games, especially at Ibrox, I, c- I can't even pinpoint you one game. He's actually turned up at Ibrox and, and performed. Uh, even with, up, within that, though, Matthew, think of some of those, and I, I must admit, I, I can't remember them for sure. You'll remember them better than me, but some of the convincing victories Celtic had there, even though you might say that James Forrest wasn't particularly brilliant or he wasn't the reason for it, surely he can't have been that bad. He can't have been a passenger those times that Celtic you know, went there and won so convincingly a few seasons back. Uh, yeah, well, this season he played in the, the 2 0 victory there, obviously. Um, but again, I just. He didn't really. I know you're saying that he didn't like stand out. He didn't stand out in that game, but um, but I just feel that he just doesn't bring enough. As I keep saying, like and seeing those past victories you're talking about, especially I know the ones you're talking about, the ones when we, we beat uh, Rangers five five one, I think it was at Ibrox. That was Patrick, Patrick Roberts started that day, um, and actually Patrick Roberts has actually got as many assists as James Forrest against Rangers, and he was only here two and a half seasons. James Forrest has been here ten seasons. I think that's another quite a damage to that towards James Forrest but as well. But is it not better, Matthew, to just take us? Spread of what they do over a career rather than against one opponent. Over a career, what are you talking about? Out with Rangers or just against Rangers? Out with Rangers. I mean, J- James Forrest makes a big contribution to Celtic, and uh, yeah, yeah. You, you you've sort of separated it into yeah. non-Rangers games but and not, Rangers not games. In, not in games against Rangers, but he does make a big contribution in terms of goals and assists against you know everyone else below Rangers in, in Scotland and things like that, one hundred percent. But my argument is, when it comes to the games against Rangers, and this was the same. Do you remember, uh, obviously, Chris Boyd? Under um, Water Smith, he would uh, he'd be dropped as well from the games against Celtic because he could do it in the games against you know the teams below Celtic. But when it came to the, the Old Firm Derby, Chris Boyd you know generally didn't turn up, and that's why he he wasn't played. And for me, I feel it's similar with James Forrest in the sense that he just doesn't turn up in those games anywhere near enough. And okay. uh, but as I say, I don't think Neil Newlands he definitely won't be dropping them because he's obviously got quite a you know he's worked with him yep. for since his career and things like that. So. I'm fully expecting him to start But I just hope He'll finally turn up at Ibrox You know what I mean For the first time in Ever basically Okay we'll leave it there That was Matthew in Motherwell Pablo is on He says that's harsh comments By the caller regarding James Forrest I think he brings valuable experience And would be on my team sheet each time Paul Wilkie on the other hand Says he's been there 10 years And has had two good seasons He hides in big games Anonymous in most Lennon's favourite Never gets subbed You get more from Frimpong Wow. Well, that, that, for me, that's grossly unfair. Hides, passenger, anonymous. Uh, you know, the, the the young man has made a big contribution to Celtic, and as I say, reigning player of the year in Scotland, is he not? Yeah, he, he was Neil Lennon's protege when Neil was in charge of the development squad many years ago. But that doesn't make him a special case. If he wasn't there in merit, he wouldn't be there at all. 
Meet the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. A new week, a clean slate, a fresh chance for you to beat the pundit. Come on here, answer more questions right than Hugh or Alex and walk away with not only the signed ball but the priceless bragging rights as well. 01419511025. Call us quickly before 7 o'clock and you could be playing Beat the Pundit next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans is still here. He's not got too big for his boots and run off to Hollywood just yet he's still here Alex Ray is alongside him and they're waiting to take your calls we have been going over some of the big talking points from the weekend Stephen Gerrard praising points over performance for Motherwell Neil Lennon delighted with Lee Griffith's hat-trick for Celtic so anything else that we've missed let us know 01419511025 we'll continue to go over some of the other big games from the weekend after we do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Something good about Monday night's Beat the Pundit is that it's a clean slate, Hugh Keevans, oh. the chance to start again. Did you? Was it Friday night? We had a bit of a, a sticky evening. I had a red hot Friday night, 5-0 against Mr Pass. Yeah, <laughs> We had a contestant on Friday yes. Who was playing in front of all his mates His mates oh, had dear. egged him on And he passed every single question Horrendous And got a zero So just to put a bit more pressure on Here's Michael from Castle Milk You're not going to do that tonight are you Michael? <laughs> Let's find out <laughs> Let's find out He doesn't sound too sure I'm going to toss the coin Michael if it's heads you're up against Hugh Keevans And if it's tails it will be Alex Ray And it is It's Alex Ray Against Michael from Castle Milk. I like that. Ca- Castle Milk, Denison, Derby. What a way to kick off the week. Let's give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to. And that way he can't hear your attempts. Michael, you've got 30 seconds up against Alex and you can pass. Ready to go? Yep. Good man. Your time starts now. Name any of the other clubs Rangers Ryan Kent has been on loan to. Lee Griffiths' last hat-trick came against who? A rooster appears on the crest of which Scottish League One club? Scotland's women have won the Pinotar Cup in which country? Who's the current manager of Dunfermline? Rangers' Jamie Burjonas is currently on loan with which Scottish Championship team? Who is Celtic's main shirt sponsor? Oh, New Balance. Okay, let's bring Alex Ray back Alex, can you hear us? Yes Great, same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock And it starts now Name any of the other clubs Rangers Ryan Kent's been on loan to Bristol City Lee Griffiths, last hat-trick came against who? Uh, Dundee United A rooster appears on the crest of which Scottish League One club? Uh, Albion Rovers Scotland's women have won the Pinotar Cup in which country? Guitar who is the current manager of Dunfermline? Uh, Crawford Rangers Jamie Burjonas is currently on loan with which Party Scottish title. Championship side? What is Celtic's main shirt sponsor? Uh, pass No wonder somebody's laughing in the background there I think that's one of the producers that, I don't think they're laughing at you I think they're laughing at un- unrelated uh, Michael, how do you think it went? 
Name any of the other clubs Rangers Ryan Kent's been on loan to Bristol City was right Well done Alex You're going to 1-0 lead You had their choice of Coventry, Barnsley and Freiburg as well Lee Griffiths last hat-trick came against Hamilton So Michael equalises Oh lovely straight away Well, Was that a guess Michael? Aye Well done uh, Ray, A rooster appears on the crest of which Scottish League One club It's Airdrionians Pretty tricky one None of you got that Scotland's women have won the Pinotar Cup in Pinata in Spain <laughs> None of you got that right um, Is that nice to <laughs> Who is the current manager of Dunfermline Stevie Crawford Yep Well done I'll give you that You said Crawford But I'll give you it We knew who you meant uh, To all Rangers Jamie Barjonas Is currently on loan With which Scottish Championship side It is Partick Thistle So Alex Ray goes 3-2 in front um, What is Celtic's main shirt sponsor Michael New Balance is the manufacturer. Who's the sponsor, Hugh? Daffa Betts. Oh. Ah, you're years behind. <laughs> Michael, see, if I'd given you a bit more time, pressure wasn't on you, knew it was Daffa Bet, didn't you? Yeah. Hard lines, Michael. I'm afraid he's done you by three to two. Thanks for taking part, though. Cheers, Michael. Hey, guys. Good, Good man. Good contest. That was Michael, formerly hey, of Duke Street, but now in Castle Milk. Daffa See, no, no gloating against a fellow guy for Dennis and Hugo. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. 01419511025 is the phone number at Clyde SSB on Twitter. I must say, Hugh, um, a mixed response to your Don Corleone oh. impersonation. Um, yeah, mixed. I think just about covers it. I like some of the takes. So uh, Mick says the Shug Father. Oh, happy I like with that. that. Like, yeah, I think that yeah. stick. Uh, Joe's gone for Don Curly Worley. NL ten I A R. Wonder who he supports. Says, Wow, I thought I just heard Marlon Brando on your show, but another season <laughs> says Marlon Brando. Seriously, more like Marlon from Emmerdale. <laughs> ah, well. So there we go. Can't please them all. I don't know that showbiz. You know that by now, right? So one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're going to cover as many of the weekend's talking points as possible. Let's take another call. Oh, Jimmy is a Rangers fan from Yoker. Hi, Jimmy. How you doing, guys? Not too bad, Jimmy. How are you? I'm not bad. I just thought I was listening to Calamero there. Never mind Marlon Brando. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. That's going back a few years, isn't it, Jimmy? Calamero. Uh, it's the half. There's only a few <laughs> listeners who understand that one. You got to step uh, well, up. Probably just me and you. <laughs> How you doing, Ali? How yeah, you doing, Hugh? Sure? Um, Jimmy, what's your point, mate? Uh, Blue Nose, uh, been on no bone for a while now. I'm, I'm obviously a bit concerned about what's happening at Ibrox. Um, one swallow doesn't make a summer, as they say. You know, um, too many Rangers fans are uh, to criticise other Rangers fans like myself who are trying to tell the truth. You know, there's things no happening at Ibrox. And to criticise Stephen Gerrard and Rangers is wrong. Well, I'm I'm in the camp that you're allowed to criticise. Now, if we if we manage to beat by a Leverkusen and we, we manage to beat Celtic on Sunday, then that's just paving over the cracks for me. Um, I'm, I would like to give Stephen Gerrard another season. I mean, there are three strikes and you're out, camp. But it's wearing thin on me, guys. I can't believe the performances that we've put in since the start of the, the, the after the winter break, and for me it's very concerning. It's basically, how Alfredo Morelos has been off the boil, looks overweight, doesn't he look at uh, if he's interested at times. So that concerns me. I mean, I'm on a call for Steven Gerrard to be sacked, but I still think I think these two games are eclipse what his season's all about, and. Um, I get back to when Graham Soonis was the manager. Hugh will probably remember it as well when he made the, the interview a couple of days before they're due to play Celtic. And he says, 
I know a lot of Rangers fans are not going to like what I'm just about to say. He says, but beating Celtic isn't the be-all and end-all. And if Celtic beat us four times, it doesn't matter to me, he says, because as long as at the end of the season, my team's got the championship trophy. Mm-hmm. And that's what epitomises me about football. Too many Rangers fans and Celtic fans think it's only, no, as long as they beat the opposition, which is Rangers or Celtic, then everything's a bed of roses. But for me, it's no, guys. There's too much happening at Ibrox at the moment in time. It's too much well, concern. If, if we can isolate them and take domestic football and European football uh, in separate ways, uh, I remember Graham saying that, and I think Graham, in retrospect, regretted saying that because he then grew to understand that it is about Celtic and Rangers. We've got a two-horse race here. Yeah, but no, but it's un- surely it's undeniable. You can lose all four head-to-heads and win the league. Yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, what he's talking about. Talking about the end result when, being the most important. When Graham Souness was here, there was a far more level playing field than there is now. When we talk about the best of the rest here. Whether it's Motherwell or Aberdeen They're miles behind Celtic and Rangers So it's a two horse race here And when you have a manager With as high a profile as Stephen Gerrard enjoys The Rangers fans invested And the club, the board Invested their faith in Stephen Gerrard You want to think after two years in charge That you are closing the gap on Celtic In this two horse race it was a nine point gap at the end of last season If it's bigger than that at the end of this season Then fans like Jimmy are entitled to ask Progress, what progress? But in many ways I think you are actually in the same page as Jimmy Because Rangers have shown that they can beat Celtic They, they can do that. that That's now no longer a monkey that's on their back But Jimmy's point is Alex the bread and d- butter. Does it really matter? Because ultimately Rangers might end yeah. up with a sizable gap between them and Celtic having got over the line and been able to beat them. That's yeah. that's not where Rangers' problem lies anymore. Yeah, I think the the problem is inconsistency, Gordon. They have to find a way of winning the games uh, that they have struggled in, and uh, I'm with Jimmy as well in terms of the form. You know, if if they if they manage to get the results that they're looking for, Rangers this 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 week. Then the question mark is Why are you struggling so badly domestically when you can read oh. your game against uh, better opposition? Could uh, I ask Jimmy? Jimmy, why do you think Stephen Gerrard was brought to Rangers? Specifically, why was he brought to Rangers? Well, he was brought to Rangers obviously to try and get us to the level that we should be at you, the level that it is. But Celtics, after winning uh, seven, eight championships in a row. But I mean, when we took a gamble on Stephen Gerrard, let's no kid ourselves on. I mean, he's never managed at our level before. And I'm not up for the idea that I'm using as his. As a stepping stone I'm fed up here In this Liverpool thing That doesn't wash with me Obviously he's brought here To win trophies But I mean I agree what you said About Graham Souness You know I mean Graham Souness might have um, Regretted making the remarks But I think it's What's happening now Is you No know, if, we, if we can beat Celtic The rest of the season It doesn't really matter Hugh The fact of the matter is That we've been very very poor Against the, the Hamiltons And the Hearts no, even the Ross County game yesterday, that was very poor to watch, you know, and, and for the, com- the the headline to say Rangers are grinning again. Yeah. We certainly are not grinning. It was no. a it was a hard fought victory. But, but my, my my argument is that Stephen Gerrard um was a fledgling manager and I would I'm willing at this moment in time to give him a, another season and the three strikes and you're out. To be fair to Graham, funny, to be fair to uh Stephen Gerrard, all this Liverpool thing. Is not of his making He has said That In An ideal world He would like to be Liverpool manager one day But in an interview recently With Danny Murphy Who played at Liverpool with him He said Liverpool won't look at me 
if I am the twentieth best man for the job. So he understands where he's, he is there with regard to that. But I think that what happens against Hearts and Hamilton and Aberdeen and St Johnson and Kilmarnock that contributes towards why there is a big gap between Celtic and Rangers at the moment, and it's all contributing towards the main thing. He was brought here to stop Celtic in their tracks. End of story. Jimmy, you mentioned, you know, the midweek game against Bayer Leverkusen. Is that really what you think Stephen Gerrard will be judged on? I was sort of under the impression from your Rangers fans that you've done ever so well to get here, much further than you would have been expected to. It's a great achievement and this becomes almost a a free hit, if you can use that expression. But you're you're now saying you would sort of hold it against Stephen Gerrard if it was to go wrong. Yeah, that's, I guess I agree with analogy. It's a, it's a free hit. You know, I mean, I watched Bayer Leverkusen yesterday. The highlights, and they're, they're, they're probably the best team that Rangers have faced under Stephen Gerrard, and I think we're up for a game. I can see them come to Ibrox and beat us. I, I'll be quite honest, I mean, I mean if we, we finish less than nine points against Celtic this season, then that's no progress. But, uh, sorry, more than that. I mean, at the moment, it's 13. Um, the way things are going now, the way Rangers are playing, I can see Rangers going 16 points behind after Sunday. On the European thing, it's a bonus for me. You know, it's great to be in Europe. It's good money that we can bring in, Gordon. But at the same time, it's not a place that, that we, I don't think we can go any further. If we did get into the last state, that'd be fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to cheer that on. But for me, the progress is in the league. You know, I'd have forgiven Stephen Gerrard and Rangers if, if we could have won the Scottish Cup this season. And I thought, OK, we've won at least one major trophy. But um, that's not happened. So how many times do you, you take, go to the well and just uh, it's, it becomes dry? You know, it, it keeps bringing in loan players for Liverpool, Koulibaly, uh, Azaria. I mean, Ryan Kidd for me is never a £7 million player. I said at the very, very start, I thought two or three at the very most. I think Jimmy's been very honest. Uh, if Rangers do get into the last eight, then 100% credit to them. It will be terrific. Particularly as they're not playing very well at yeah. home But the bottom line here And that's why I said at the start of the programme This is where we live This is where the domestic battle takes place This is why Stephen Gerrard was brought here by Dave King And the bottom line here is that the Rangers fans like Jimmy Have to see overall An idea that the gap between Celtic and Rangers is being cut I don't think Valley wasn't a no, Liverpool he, no, bony, he but that, no. that's just for accuracy. I don't mean to, to split hairs too much. Thank you very much, Jimmy. In Yoker for the call just along the road. Let's go a bit further afield, not too far, and speak to Joe, who's a Celtic fan in Milton. Hi, Joe. Hello, Joe. Hi, dude. Not bad. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Hi, not bad. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Hi, just about the James Forrest thing. Oh yes, we had a, just for anyone who doesn't know Joe, just in case they're tuning in, we had a caller on, very critical yeah. of James Forrest against Rangers, believes he shouldn't play this weekend, are you on to defend him Joe? Yes, very much so, I mean, James Forrest should be a starter on the team every week, you know what I mean, I know he's had his niggle injuries over the years, but the wee man can, he can go for the right to the left to the middle, and he switch back, you know, and the wee man, he, he wins games for us. And I don't know what these guys are watching. I know sometimes he's a wee bit frustrating with his cross ball or whatever, and sometimes you want him to shoot at the edge of the box. Or, but I, for me, I don't know, man. What you made it to get any more recognition for some of these guys? Alex, I must admit, I, I, every, yeah. time, every time it comes up, 
surprises me a bit But I, I, I'm not You've got that yeah. emotional investment These guys are going along yeah. every week and, and paying their money So they're more than entitled to come on But I just see a guy From the outside Who's the reigning player of the year yes. in Scotland And I know he might not have scored A satisfactory amount of goals against Rangers But I mean he scored against Lazio this season Of course Got a hat-trick for his country last goals season goals in Europe this year as well European goals to get, to get Celtic into Europe and yeah. stuff So th- does the depth of criticism Around him surprise you Or is it is it warranted Listen I'm trying to be As respectful as possible Gordon uh, Because everyone is entitled To an opinion For me James Forrest Is is kicked on For where he was Three, four, five years ago If you take his goals Alone in his isolation Go back three Two and a half years ago 17 goals 22 goals last year The reigning Scottish player of the year He's got 16 goals this year He's won numerous titles And He's just been was it a four or five year contract He's just signed with Celtic as well Recently So that tells you everything That Neil Lennon And the people behind the scenes Think about this guy And for the life of me I don't get where people are going That he's saying that he's He's not at the level He does a shift defensively He's added goals beyond belief Because in his early days He was an out and out winger Who searched the line And crossed the ball And didn't contribute a great deal In terms of You know goals but he has actually grown and developed Hence the reason why they've given him a four or five year contract I mean, to be baffling f- to me To be fair to the previous caller Hugh He he, he mm. was specifically talking about the Rangers games I think And you yeah. know that's where he had all the stats But to come back with some some other stats if you like James Forrest has played 47 games for Celtic this season Which means that 44 of them have not been against Rangers yeah. So I'm just not really sure why that would be At the absolute forefront of your Opinion on the player Well Players Sometimes go through A phase where Maybe it's because They've been there for so long That Eventually People start to find Faults with you uh, I just thought that It was insulting To refer to him As a passenger Against Rangers uh, You know I would hope that Matthew Would have the uh, Good grace To come back on If uh, James Forrest Has proved to be much more than a passenger at Ibrox on Sunday um, But for me The overall contribution that he has made to Celtic Against Rangers and the others uh, I think will guarantee that James Forrest will be remembered fondly By the Celtic support when his career's up Give you the final word Joe uh, Can I just say one more thing please It's just, uh, I'm just I was glad to see Big El Hamid back In the weekend And I'm hoping he's going to be fit Fully fit to play on Sunday. Well, I'd ask Alec Ray that question because I've never had to play yeah. professional football. I mean, if you're allowed on the park against St Mirren, yeah. uh, you are presumably fit to play football. Yeah. Hugh, uh, if I my memory, I'll just give you an example of, and I'll answer your question. When I came back to Rangers, I tore my calf in my first Old Firm game. It was the second or third game of the season, and I think I was out for 11 weeks. Didn't play any reserve games and came in and played a back to back against Celtic. And managed to come in and, and thankfully We won the both games But To answer your question You can quite easily come back If you've done all that Because your adrenaline Is flying through the, the roof Because of the magnitude of the game So I, I don't think uh, El Hamed would have any issues Joe Thank you very much for your time That was Joe and Milton 01419511025 You're looking for nine or oh, just a nine Players On tonight's full time teaser It revolves around Scoring goals There's a Bit of a Rangers theme But there's a bit more to it I'll give you the question next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's time for the full time teaser. That's when you send in the questions and the pundits have the last 30 minutes or so of the show to come up with your answers. It's not always plain sailing, especially on a Monday. No offence. Well, let's be honest. Some some offence intended. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are going to tackle this one sent in by Ryan Preston. So thank you very much to Ryan for sending it in. He says, incredibly, that's what he says, incredibly, only nine players have scored for Scotland since 2000 whilst on the books at Rangers. Point. Can the panel name them? So I'll just repeat the question. Only nine players have scored for Scotland since 2000 whilst on the books at Rangers. Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller, yes. Boydie. Chris Boyd, yes. Naismith. No. Uh, Barry Ferguson Yes Okay that's three of nine That's a solid start To Ryan Preston's question Thank you very much So we'll leave it there Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you want to hear Your question used On the show in the future Please do send it in Full time at Clyde1.com Let's hear a bit from Jim Goodwin He says Celtic Didn't even come out Of second gear At the weekend He says Neil Lennon's side Are miles ahead of anyone In the league but his players can't let the result affect him going into Wednesday's clash with Hearts. You know, I said in the build-up to the game, if you're to get anything here at Parkhead, you need Celtic to have an off day, and you need to be on your A game. And we weren't, unfortunately, on our A game. You know, we didn't really get close enough to Celtic. We didn't show enough aggression all over the park. And yeah, I mean, look, Celtic ran out deserved winners. Celtic are miles ahead of anyone in this league. You know, and it's um, you know, it's quite scary, really. They probably never got out of. Second gear this afternoon I still managed to put five by us So we've just got to take it on the chin Got to hold your hands up uh, Celtic are far better And um, you know we can't allow it to uh, Have too much of a negative impact on the group You know the players are hurting at the moment As I said you know they're, they're proud people And so are the staff And nobody likes to get turned over in that manner But we've got to analyse it You know we'll look at what we can do better um, and get ourselves ready for what's going to be a huge game on Wednesday night. It's one of the great Scottish football cliches, Hugh. Mm. Name any bottom six team you want, and then you say their season won't be defined by results against Celtic. Yeah. So in this yes. case, it's St Mirren. It's not ideal. You get a, a bit of a going over, and, and Jim Goodwin says Celtic weren't even out of second gear. How big is St Mirren Hearts two days' time, Wednesday night in Paisley, both separated at the bottom of the league by? Just three points Hearts three points Behind St Mirren That's the big one Yeah uh, the, the cliche is true uh, You know the, Jim used the expression Miles in front Of uh, Clubs like St Mirren If you're Celtic uh, At kick off time 51 points Separated Celtic From St Mirren 51 points So Yeah The, the, the result was Right But You're right the game against Hearts is crucial. If St Mirren win, they can take a six-point advantage over Hearts. I think that puts Hearts in a bit of bother. But St Mirren have got to do it. Uh, Jim himself has said that he tailored his side against Celtic with Tuesday in mind. Therefore, he knows his strongest eleven to play Hearts. I thought Hearts would have followed up uh, on the cup defeat of Rangers and the sensational Performance against Hibs And taking care of Motherwell at Tynecastle But they didn't And uh, there is still 
an air of vulnerability about them and that's why tomorrow night in Paisley will be fascinating yeah, I'm uh, don't go to tomorrow going. Please don't wait Wednesday. till Wednesday If you can Just just want to uh, Save anyone the hassle But I, I'll be getting early When you look at uh, Jim Goodwin's I mean Trying to trying to set up ultimately And, and defend well and, and make life difficult for Celtic It's easier said yes. than done We've seen this a million times So clearly Attention now turns to a different type of approach Without a doubt Without a doubt It has to go and try and win it Jim Because as, as Hugh rightly says It would give them an opportunity To go six points Ahead of Hearts Which would be a massive advantage at this time uh, Hearts will be looking to try and kind of keep going I think they've taken some points uh, Obviously against um, Who was it last week? Rangers Hibs. and Hibs, yeah Hibs, yep So if they win that Then it actually drags Ross County back into the mix So it's so much to play for uh, As big as it gets for these two clubs Yeah, and Hugh We're at that stage of the season There's bound to be a sort of Nervousness, oh. if you like t- mm. To the game And ultimately that, that might be as important a factor as you know who plays the best football. It might be who who handles that pressure, who handles that occasion. Yeah, I mean Hearts on the face of it with Naismith, with Boyce, um, and good players spread about their side. On the face of it, they should be able to win in Paisley. However, they're in the position they are in, bottom of the table, because life isn't like that, and they have had remarkable highs under Daniel Stendel. And remarkable lows So it's whichever version of Hearts Turns up on the night uh, I think we've got better players than St Mirren But If they can't match St Mirren for attitude They won't get anywhere yeah, They're behind St Mirren for a reason So Hearts are on 23 yep. St Mirren are on 11th In 11th on 26 points And then just one point better off Ackies. Hamilton Ackies Because they've really shaken things up recently Going to Ibrox and winning during the week Following it up and Brian Rice is hailing his players as phenomenal after that win against Kilmarnock. He says they're now getting the luck that they deserve for their hard work. I've had worse weeks. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, fantastic. Two clean sheets. Going to Ibrox and keep my clean sheet here today. You know, that's that's the sign of a team working hard as a team, as a unit. That, that victory day, day was a team performance. You know, the conditions were horrendous. Uh, you just probably don't appreciate it sitting up there, but they were horrendous. The wind, you know, I keep going on about the wind ruining games. Even though we won, I'm still seeing the wind ruining the games. Phenomenal again, you know. They, they keep they keep digging in and they keep, they keep going further and further. And the spirit and determination not to lose was magnificent. I like this role yes. that Brian Rice is adopting as the league's wind coordinator, <laughs> the lead, the wind spokesman. He's league. absolutely right I've, I've continuously said Over over the piece scoring That it's the worst Condition to play in But I take his, his point on board What an amazing week For him and the club When you consider They have the bottom Budget Within the division the, the, Ogun Poe's coming good Miller Obviously gets sent off Which again That's another dodgy Decision for me By Willie Collum uh, Mayo Scoring goals You've got Templeton So they've got guys Who can score goals And make the difference I think he's doing A brilliant job there Hugh, they are the great survivors yeah. Year in, year out They deserve every bit of credit they get Because you can never write them off People will do it Every summer And I also don't think that's Such a big deal Because it probably suits Hamilton Don't 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 be don't be offended Have that siege mentality Let people write you off Or let people predict that you're going to go down And prove them wrong And we seem to repeat that cycle Every year at the moment I think it's the latest sequence of games That's astounded everyone Who in their right mind would have taken Hamilton Ackies to beat Rangers at Ibrox. And even the visit of Kilmarnock 
they can't even say that the pitch was the level of there because Kilmarnock have got a plastic pitch as well. So I think that people would have put the kettle on for Hamilton Aki's getting no points from six. Instead, they get six points from six. And that has thrown the proverbial cat amongst the proverbial pigeons. Let's take another call. George is from Wiltshire. He's on the line tonight. Hi, George. Hi, Um Hi guys, yeah. Hi, um, so I just wanted to uh, briefly uh, chat about um, uh, some reports about uh, Scotland's selection for the playoffs um, against Israel. Uh, there's some reports on news now that Steve Clark is uh, going to overlook uh, Billy Gilmore, who's really settled in. Uh, Chelsea in one two consecutive man of the match approach, uh, man of a match awards um, um, in the English Premiership. Uh-huh. Now, I I got to admit I'm a wee bit frustrated by this because it, it certainly it seems that uh, Billy Gilmore is really settling down uh, to life in you know, one of Europe's top leagues. And I'm always of the opinion that when confidence and ability is evident, is evident given the fact that, you know, a John McGinn, for example, is touch, touch and go uh, to be available for the um, uh, playoff game against Israel. And then we've got, if we get through that, uh, the final, you know, final game uh, that will determine whether we go to the Euros or not. I just think if if, if somebody is on red hot form, play them. Yeah, yeah, George. I don't think you're alone. This has been a fascinating week, less than a week, because as much as everyone knew about Billy Gilmore's yes. capabilities, his potential, he goes into the FA Cup tie against Liverpool. Gets a man of the match award Rave reviews from everyone He then yeah. follows up by his full Premier League debut at the weekend Man of the match again Rave reviews from everyone There's a widespread call Hugh For him to be yeah. involved in Stevie Clark's A squad Reports today suggesting that he is going to be In the under 21 squad Now uh-huh. the good thing about it is We don't have long to wait For those of you who don't know The under 21 squad is announced tomorrow morning Yeah. So It'll be pretty obvious If you get that bit of paper And it says Billy Gilmore's in that squad You can draw your own conclusions And if he's not then He will be presumably picked up by the A team The The A squad I should say The easy thing for Steve Clark to do Is to put Billy Gilmore in the number one squad The full international squad But Stevie Clark And I'm putting myself inside his head And he may object to my occupancy there But Uh (laughs) Stevie Clark might be saying to himself on the strength of two games you know and because Roy Keane says he's world class um, you know let's wait a while let's try and bring him up properly Steve Clark always thought I think Stevie got six, seven, eight caps six I think yeah and always thought he should have got more but he played in an era where there were terrific players all around the place uh, so maybe he's thinking Yeah he's had two terrific games His profile is Sky high because these games have both been On live television uh, 
And people like Roy Keane have been extremely complimentary. But I think Steve Clark might be thinking to himself, no, it's still too early. Would you have him in though? You're trying to second guess Stevie Clark, but you would have him in, yeah? I would have him in because uh, sometimes I think to myself, well, why not? Let him see what it's like at that level. Uh, And who knows, you might be able to call upon him at some stage, if not from the start of the game against Israel. Uh, If you don't do it, there'll be disapproval. Uh, But Steve Clark never strikes me as the sort of person who is worried at all by what the public say about him. One of your favourite pastimes, Alex, is watching midfielders. You absolutely love love it, boy. Um, Yeah. I do. I love having a boom, yeah. Talking to you prior to the game We were raving about him Weren't we And uh, it reminds me I played against Fabregas When he was 16 And me and Paul Ince Were going on in years And I remember saying to Ince What an opportunity I'm going to leather this wee guy The night <laughs> Hugh I could still have been playing At a hybrid that night We couldn't get near him And I actually see Signs of The way he has Awareness around about him Every time somebody Goes to press him He drops it our first time When he wants to take a touch He can drive forward He's got a very good range And uh, I like the fact That he's actually Kind of He's been down there He's bided his time I listened to Frank Lampard yesterday as well Gordon When he says We've brought him in He's impressed I think he's done his 21 stint I watched him two years ago At Toulon And he was a standout player On the Scotland team So for He him, was 16 then Yeah he was just a boy And so for him to go back To 21s Doesn't he For me Do him any favours I would like to see him Round about this group Even if it's just for the experience mm. But see if you get him in Maybe four or five days Before the actual game you get to see how he's actually adapting in and around that the, you know, the, the, the quality players that I'm going to mention. So McGinn hasn't played since the 21st of December. So there's a, a question mark there. Uh, McTominay is back, scored the yesterday. Which Cal- is good news as well. Brilliant news. Yep. Callum McGregor, the boy Fleck is turning it up. He's having the season of his career so far. McLean also, you've got Ryan Jack, all playing at no bad levels. Different types as well. Even looking at guys like Armstrong, Christie, and oh, I know there may be a bit more yes, offensive. Uh, but still, you know, yep, in terms of options. I, I think those round about him, even those of a vastly more experienced nature, yeah. I think they would respond to to Gilmer coming into this point. They get a lift. Yeah. 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 I just think it'd be a great idea to bring him in. Also for the experience, the preparation, the, the whole shooting match. Uh because looking at him in his early kind of stages, he is the future of Scotland. George, it's a great talking point. I'm going to have to leave it there. I'm a bit pushed for time, but we'll certainly revisit it tomorrow when the under-21 squad is announced. Now, tonight's question, nine players have scored for Scotland since 2000 whilst on the books at Rangers. Can you name them? Barry Ferguson, Kenny Miller, Chris Boyd. Alan Hutton? Nope. Davy Weir? Nope. Come on, Chuck. Uh, Stephen Whittaker? No. Right, hold on, I'm going to give you a couple here. I was trying to find a bit of paper I'd written them down on. So, uh, you said Stevie Thompson. What about Kevin Thompson? Hold on, no one said Stephen Thompson. I'm saying Stephen Thompson, sorry. Yes. Right, okay. Uh, Kevin Thompson? No. Uh, Charlie Adam? No. Neil McCann? Yes. There you go, son. Four to get, we'll get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. You're on the home stretch now, Hugh Evans and Alex Ray. What have you got for me on this teaser? Ryan Preston sent it in tonight. And if you want to hear yours on the show at some point in the not too distant future, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. So nine players have scored for Scotland since 2000 whilst on the books at Rangers. Can you name them? Barry Ferguson, Neil McCann, Kenny Miller, Stephen Thompson, Chris Boyd. Billy Dodds. Great shout from you. Well done. Gavin Ray. 
Mm, not so great shout from you. Uh, Ryan Jack, recently. Nah. Uh, Chrissy Burke. Yes. Very good. Well done. Lovely. I'm struggling now, Sean. Two to go. I need to. No. Time. Th- did you mean, did you throw in Neil McCann? Yeah, I did put Neil in. Yeah, you got him. Yeah. Right. Okay, two to get. Plenty of time. To try and get them Let's hear a bit more From some of the weekend's managers Any big talking points What about that battle For third queue Really oh, heating yes. up now Mother will go to Tynecastle The result that The form that, that Hearts are on It's probably not a bad point Away from home But Aberdeen win And now that gap is down to one With the sides meeting At Fir Park on Friday Next week you know Marks the seventh anniversary Of Derek McInnes Becoming the Aberdeen yeah. manager That's how quickly time Flies by when you're having fun, Alec. Seven years. Uh, I think you'd like to mark that anniversary by moving in uh, to third position at Motherwell's expense. The loss of Scott McKenna for the remainder of the season, big blow, but they came back and then some against Hibs at the weekend. So uh, I think that'll be a terrific Friday night out. You have to say, Considine's contribution to that club is nothing short of remarkable. Mm. Yeah, over 500 appearances Popping up with important goals Um, Derek McInnes says they did deserve the win Against Hibs He was happy with how the midfield controlled the game After Hibs went down to 10 men It was a deserved scoreline in the end I think because of the second half performance I thought there wasn't much in the first half Although I thought Hibs showed their attacking threat more than we did Um, But I think territorially and middle of the park And that were there wasn't much in it. The intelligence of the team was the thing that pleased me most. I think what you saw there was McGee up Ferguson and Ojo doing the right thing, controlling proceedings, wider areas, um, carrying the threat. And we started to get presence in the box and put pressure. And all three goals really are through pressure in the middle of the goal. And but delighted we, we won the game against a good team. And we had it all to do the second half and the players uh, done it brilliantly. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, it was important to, um, for them to get three points, Gordon, purely for, as Hugh said, I think they've dropped 21 points at home so yeah. far. Uh, and to lose on that day, I was uh, just saying to you during that clip there, I, th- I was watching the, the highlights and I thought Lewis Ferguson was instrumental in a lot oh. of stuff that he did. Uh, I, I think he's got a bright future, uh, Ferguson, and uh, he, he'll be pivotal to what Aberdeen do going forward. Big finish for the season for Aberdeen. Uh, you know, they, they have Celtic in the semi final of the Scottish Cup, as I say. Uh, Derek will celebrate seven years in the job A week on Wednesday But in that time One trophy And that was the League Cup uh, He's been beaten so many times by Celtic He'll be hoping that One of these times Celtic will have an off day And the law of averages will kick in uh, So Big finish Coming right. up for Aberdeen Let's take one more call Jamie is a Rangers fan He's from Cumbernauld What's on your mind tonight Jamie? How you doing, sir? Um, I just I would like to ask a couple of questions. First one to Alec. Um, obviously, having played the Rangers captain them several times and whatnot, when Silver well, I want to know your thought on Tav's uh, obviously comments of what he made, uh, and it was also printed in the program. Yeah, I've got several points there because obviously saying that, in my opinion, uh, going to the Bay games, going to home games, and stuff like that, that that's unacceptable to be saying that. If you put that jersey on, in my opinion. Regardless of who you play, you've got to win. That this, I mean, saying these things that we're underdogs, we play better when we're underdogs. What does that say in that dressing room? I mean, you've played with winners, yeah. Ferguson. We even well, obviously we know everybody in that team that you played with were winners. How would you feel as a player if your captain's coming out? Seen stuff like that Just a quick refresher Jamie Just in case anyone doesn't know What was said It was 
James Tavernier's programme notes Where he said that teams now smell blood basically yeah. They feel like they can get at Rangers And domestically We're not good enough uh, To cope with it At the moment I like Jamie's angle on it Alex Because we've kind of We've been there in terms yeah. of Should they have said it Should it have been published Jamie's asking What about the impact on that dressing room Do other players notice that stuff? Yeah I, listen I was surprised that he actually said it uh, Gordon uh, Particularly in uh, You know The, the, the programme I don't think if you're looking for a captain to come out and say that opposition... I mean, you'll look at some of these teams as well, Hugh, Kamarnock, St Johnston, uh, 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 Hamilton last week. See if they are smelling blood, there's something not right there. You know, so for me, they have to show a winning mentality. That should not even come into your mind, Gordon, that you're actually thinking that they are smelling blood because you should be saying the opposite against them. But will other players notice it? Will other players take umbrage at it? Or actually, is it a bad sign that that, that you know that's the captain, that's the the leader who thinks that, and you you assume that the rest are in the same camp? Well, if, listen, I can only talk about in terms of back in the day. If if anyone had come out with a quote like that, you'd had Barry Ferguson, you had Fernando, uh, Big Dado wouldn't have tolerated that. They would have been calling him, going, "That's not the way we think." We shouldn't be putting that out in any publication To be fair These views are not exclusively those of James Tavernier Because Ryan Kent has said something similar Yeah, see, see in his defence Now I don't agree that that should actually have ever come, You know, been said by a Rangers player But mm-hmm. I think getting into the game against Braga Everyone felt as if they were the underdog that night, Hugh So whether that's been taken in, for, uh, in, uh, in close off of the whole season We prefer to be the underdog Or just taking post-match against Braga So Well, Michael Beale Part of uh, Stephen Gerrard's backroom team He basically said And I'm paraphrasing here But he basically said that Scottish football doesn't really suit Rangers They're better suited to European football And he said uh, games are refereed differently here So So Too many Where is the mindset in Rangers here uh, In terms of uh, the team itself Because obviously you've got 50,000 fans Going to home games uh, Regardless who you're playing so you could turn up against Hamilton in a freezing cold day. You could turn up against Braga. So is that a case of, well, we're going to watch Rangers and Hamilton. They're not going to turn up. But when they play Leverkusen, because they're going to come at us, they're going to come out, they're going to leave gaps at the back, we can exploit that. It doesn't wash with me. And I totally agree uh, with your man from, um, was it Joker that came on? As much as Gerard been a great player, and I agree with you for a... For, for, or once <laughs> Yes uh, in, in terms of the points difference Now Rangers managers Get judged In what they win And, and how they win Because 13 points That they win it Is ridiculous In my opinion And I think there's Underlying issues Because I don't believe That you can come back From Dubai And suddenly It just goes pear shaped I think you'll find On Sunday uh, What will be Will be against Bayer Leverkusen And we'll get to that Later in the week uh, Rangers have excelled Under Stephen Gerrard in Europe But I think you'll find on Sunday Jamie This game For me And I've always used the phrase This game is a separate life form This is unlike anything And I think you'll find A different attitude among players Whose attitude has been called into question Jamie thank you very much The final call of the evening You've got two to get on the teaser I'll give you some wrong answers To help you Paul W says Stephen Hughes That's wrong Byron says Christian Daly That's wrong But he's also got The one you're looking for Colin Hendry No Alan oh. Morrison's got it um, Colin Moffat's got a couple But he also said Colin Hendry Clue time Yes Still playing in the Scottish Premiership Um. Four 
<laughs> you said you tell us we're not. Uh, Give me his initials. You like the initials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Kurt Broadfoot. Well done. Oh. And the other one, I mean, he was only Rangers captain. This guy as well. Uh, we, we, I think. we said Barry, didn't we? Um, we said we are. Uh, now in the coaching staff at Dundee United. Oh, Jig. Big Lee McCulloch. Lee McCulloch. There we go. Thank you very much, Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray. Thanks a lot for all your calls and tweets. It was very nice of you, and we much appreciate you keeping us company as well. We are back tomorrow night to do it again in the company of Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. So do join us then. And Barry Wilkins is in for Callum next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.